0: welcome back to the good girl gone goddess podcast this series is called goddess her story and as i was transitioning this show it was so on my heart and such a big desire of mine to create a space where we could learn deeper about the different goddesses from around the world and their history but her story seeing our personal connections And inviting us to learn more so that if it called to us, we could feel supported in our process as well as learn to invoke and invite them into our lives. And so today I want to share with you that I had actually planned to start in Hawaii. You know, growing up dancing hula, we learned about different goddesses and although I knew the stories because I was such a religious girl. I was never allowed to be connected. I was never allowed to welcome them into my life. And yet, I always felt the presence, especially as I danced in nature and connected in that way. And so this became really important for me. I loved learning about them. And yeah, I never knew how to really... I always thought in the same way where I had to connect to God, there was all these steps and all these things you had to do. I thought, oh, it must be the same. And I, you know, who knows how to work with the goddesses? And as goddess became a belief in my life, and I say belief in meaning like I became a devotee to the great mother, and to the different pantheon of goddesses i wanted to add this in to the show in case there are some of you who want to connect in that way this is really just an invitation and a little sampling of the beauty of what it is to be a devotee so i had actually planned to start in Hawaii because like I said I grew up dancing and it felt most natural and yet this past week I had the hardest week I've ever had since the fire and I just again felt completely shattered and on the floor and in fact one day I had cried for literally 12 hours straight and it was the longest cry Um, I had had and I think my body was starting to really feel into the trauma that had kind of unfolded the last, you know, over the last six months and all the things that I was holding and things were slowly starting to be woken up again. And so I am a part of a new journey to learning more about the Hawaiian healing arts. And one of the most beautiful women in that group, messaged me i got to kind of share in the group and she messaged me and said you know you remind me of this story of this hindu goddess who is known as she who is never not broken and i had never heard that and i was like never not broken and of course the first reaction was oh my gosh that's me i'm always not i'm always broken i'm always working through things and yet man like I started to read this really short article that she read and that she sent me and then I couldn't stop reading so all week I had been learning about Shwari, and her name is basically broken like this it comes from the Sanskrit word Akila meaning universe Anda referring to the cosmic egg and if you're familiar with any of the Hiyaka stories you understand wow that's pretty amazing and ishwari signifying a sovereign ruler very heavy right and the thing about when i teach sovereignty or when i've learned to understand it for myself is that sovereignty is really about choice it's providing choice points where maybe they've never existed before so as i offer this to you I invite us to kind of just create a ritual space because that's how I found that I can set the space of safety for exploration, that I can set this safe space for the seen and the unseen to receive wisdom and guidance and healing and do so that is very personal to me. So whether you're listening to this, As you're maybe driving or you're doing your errands or whatever it is a ritual space doesn't always have to be on the mat or on you know some really fancy room or have all this you know things those are beautiful as well but it's about practicality and for me I can create a ritual space anywhere like example if I'm in my car and I'm just needing some guidance and support all I really will have to do is invite a gold ring of light and I say that I invite a gold ring of light into my life and I pretend as if I'm in this iridescent bubble and it kind of just shuts out all the to-dos and shuts out all the demands and shuts out all the things maybe that's going on so that I can truly just be present in my own body in my own heart and mind and connect to source and so this hindu goddess she who is never not broken i thought that something was so beautiful about her is that she finds beauty in the pieces and you know we go through so much in our lives whether it's transitions whether it's trauma whether it's a breakup you know there's there's different things in our lives that completely bring us to our knees and the world kind of teaches us you know get back on your feet and just be okay and you're you're stronger when you're you know pushing through and you know the the world is really just trying to have us get back to where we were and it's so interesting because every time we go through things we're never going to get back to where we were like we completely shift as individuals and yet you know especially in this new year right like we're just trying to move forward and move on and and there is purpose in that I get it but what this goddess did is completely flipped me on top of my head to understand that the power comes from the broken pieces and that the power and the mana that this goddess wields is because she understands the beauty in her brokenness and i think about my life and there's never not a time where we're and you know not just in my life but for all of us we're not working through something and yet moving past doesn't allow us to see the power that comes in this brokenness and that because we are broken we're able to then choose and I think that that's where the connection about being a sovereign ruler again is it brings us back to a choice point that we then get to decide how we put the pieces back together and how we find a nourishment and how we create the space for our lives moving forward and also what's really amazing about this goddess is that she rides on the back of a crocodile and i was like that is so interesting right like ah never heard that you know before but in the hindu belief the crocodile basically represents our fears you know and we think oh the crocodile is going to come and it's going to just eat us like it could take us to the water we watch all these shows right and we're like and snap we're out <laughs> but what i was learning is that the crocodile kind of you know gets his prey into the water and you know brings this like spin and fear right so you think about fear and it spins you and it spins you and it spins you for me that represents this loops and this loops and this loops of trying to not be fearful fearful of you know, what's the unknown, fearful of the newness, fearful of people, people fearful of judgment, fearful of doom. I don't know, all the different fears. And we go round and round and round. Maybe not as fast, but fear is one of the hardest things for us to get out of. And it disorients us and it gives us this illusion. And it tries to, you know, create this illusion of. This is how things are always going to be. And this is what, you know, whispers all these different truths. And, you know, growing up, we kind of knew this as like the adversary or whatever. But what I've really started to see is that it's an illusion. It's fear. And it's a separation from our power and our mana and our deep knowing. And this goddess, Akilanda Shwari, rides on her fear. Like literally stands on the back of the crocodile with this grace and this you know regalness and she works with her fear she is not separate for her from the fear and yet she is not entranced by this illusion and i just thought that was so badass and it really helped me because this past week as i was sharing you know being so sad and so in the depths of my brokenness it allowed me to find peace with it. It allowed me to find almost safety within that and knowing that part of being broken is also being given opportunities, you know, and not just the what I would say like, oh, gives me the breakthrough and now I move forward. But it's like I can actually be with all these pieces of myself. And so, you know, learning about her story, And because this is a series where I just wanted to be very brief and allow others to do their own work. Because like I said, a friend had sent me this story and it invited me to learn more about her story. And I wanted to do the same for all of you. These are just a series for a brief introduction so that you can find your own Pilina and your own relationship with the different goddesses that may be called to you at different parts of your life. And so, you know, there is something so beautiful about learning ancient wisdom, whether through myths or legends or hula or, you know, stories is that it reminds us that like the goddesses themselves, we are ever-changing and always in the process, right? Especially in the story of breaking and becoming new. And so finding a sacred space to learn, finding a sacred space to maybe light a candle if you have that capacity or incense if you wish, you know, taking a couple of deep breaths. And as I lay in bed after I would read, I would look up into the sky and just say her name say her name and and speak in my own words and that's the part of rewiring our beliefs and it becomes our own devotion and our own path expressing our desires for transformation for healing for our deeper understanding and allowing time for reflection and so i felt the presence of this goddess not through just all the readings i had been doing but then through one beautiful experience of an image of a rainbow image which you know hawaiians we call ho'ailona and i thought about how brokenness and especially if you ever saw like pieces of a mirror and it can reflect light but it can also reflect the different colors and that for me was a manifestation very simply of the goddess along with being held by a new friend who had sent me this story. And so for those of us, as we close this ritual space, right, because it's always important to close your ritual space as you as we offered and opened it. So I invite you now to maybe just close your eyes and allow this ritual space, this gold ring of light to dissipate and that we feel the echoes of her story and the invitation possibly and the different prayers of the ancient and modern devotees and this time this wisdom embedded in the goddess's essence and until next time may your connection with akilandashwari be steeped in the richness of the hindu mythology and the ever transformative invitation to beauty of being never not broken. I appreciate you so much, my sis, and I will see you on the next episode.